What it is, yo, what's up? This show is Real Talk Sports, Deontay Smith, and I'm back with another podcast. This week, Kagan is on vacation, must be nice, and his wife gave him strict guidelines when it came to being on a podcast, fantasy football, and being on vacation. And uh, he only got like an hour a day, or maybe the whole time, not sure, but he did send over his rankings and his results from last week. We're going to get into that. We're also going to talk about our QB matchups, and we're also going to touch on the OBJ news because he finally landed somewhere. But appreciate you all for tuning in. All right, let's get into quarterback results from week nine. So three guys that cost some big drops for both ESPN and Kagan would be Josh Allen. Instead of first, which Kagan thought he would be, he ended up being 20th first. So that cost 20 spots for ESPN and Kagan. Also, Matthew Stafford, he was expected to finish second for Kagan, fourth for ESPN. He ended up being actually 19th, which cost him both negative 17 and negative 15 spots. So those are some big drop-offs when it comes to uh, factoring to the average. And another big drop-off that I didn't expect, nobody saw coming, was going to be Joe Burrow. Kagan had him at seven. Excuse me. ESPN had him at eight. And he was actually 26, so he cost them both 19 and 18 spots. Another guy that was right where he should have been was Kirk Cousins. He ended up being 8th for Kagan, ninth for ESPN. He ended up finishing 6th. So that was pretty good as far as uh, the results go for Week 9. On average, Kagan was minus 8.2. And for ESPN, it was minus 6.4. Within 2, within 4 spots for, for uh, Kagan twice, and within 4 spots for ESPN five times and neither one was uh was dead on at all so did we move on to running backs it was ugly um more ugly for Kagan than uh than ESPN but the bright side is Kagan hit dead on with two guys and those two guys being Najee Harris at six and Cordell Patterson at eight dead on Kagan right on bro and ESPN, once again, not on with anybody. Within four, Kagan had three. And ESPN was within four with four guys. Kagan, on average, was minus, was uh, was off by 12, guy, by 12 slots. And ESPN was off by seven. But I would say I'll take those dead-ons from Kagan any week. That's why I got him doing it. Because he is usually pretty good when it comes to, uh, when it comes to his rankings. And this is probably one of his better weeks when it comes to being dead on. On average, it was a wacky week. So I'm not going to hold that against him. But definitely, kudos to Kagan for being spot on with a couple of guys. Receivers. So within four, Kagan was zilch. Nada. Dead on with nada. ESPN was within four on two guys. But when you take a look at some of the guys that really cost him some spots, it was going to be Kagan missing on your on your Jarvis Landry he had him at 15 Landry ended up being 66 that hurt like that's tough to look at Kadarius Tony who was in a a smash spot in my opinion really didn't have no other competition for targets he ended up being 19th for Kagan actually 95th that 76 spots really dropped Kagan when it comes to the average but Kagan is 
pretty solid when it comes to uh when it comes to his receivers. It's just so many receivers have an opportunity. Like you can get in the end zone and become a top twenty receiver. That's how that's how last week worked. A lot of underdogs won. So I will not dwell too much on Kagan missing on these guys. Um another guy that we thought would have been uh that I expected to do pretty good was CeeDee Lamb. He ended up being sixty seven. He was in the top ten for Kagan and he ended up being sixty seven. That's like weird that he would uh that he would suffer that that be that bad that off. A couple guys that ESPN missed on that was pretty big was Tyreek Hill. They missed him by forty seven spots. They missed C D Lamb by fifty five and they missed Amari Cooper by forty five spots. But once again, wacky week for receivers. Not gonna hold that against you, Kagan. But moving on to tight ends. Kagan did his thing again. While on average, he was off by 7.8. And on average, ESPN was off by 7.4. But the bright side is Kagan was spot on with one guy. Guess who that one guy was, guys? Travis Kelsey. He said he can't do him at one. He couldn't he, he couldn't make himself put him at one because he hadn't seen it enough. He was spot on with having him at three. He was number three last week. A couple guys that cost Kagan big was uh Goddard. Oh Goddard. He was off by uh by 17 for Kagan, off by 15 for ESPN. Finishing 22nd. I thought Zach Ertz leaving would have been beneficial for him, but not quite yet. And a couple guys that uh ESPN did not have ranked in their top ten was going to be uh your Evan Ingram and your Hunter Henry for Kagan. He lost eight spots on, on Hunter Henry, but he gained two by Ingram being in the top seven. Ingram ended up being seven. He had him at nine. So Kagan was full within four on uh was within four on four guys, just like ESPN was. But overall, I would have to say Kagan is pretty good with the rankings. And we're gonna hop into his latest ones for week 10. And you gotta keep in mind. Your Thursday night games are already played, but I'm going to go ahead and hop into it. All right, we're sliding into the Week 10 rankings. Keep in mind, the Thursday night game is already played. I dropped the ball on that. I usually drop rankings Thursday night. This is going up on Friday evening. But nonetheless, here go the rankings. And a couple guys are going to be, uh, you already know how the outcomes of the Thursday night game was. So you can imagine some guys dropping, some guys rising. But here we go. Number one, his GOAT, NFL GOAT, probably one day will be my GOAT, Tom Brady. He's facing Washington this week. He expects him to be the the best performing quarterback this week. And I can't argue with him. Washington hasn't been as dangerous and as scary up front as they have in, in years past or last season. So pretty good spot for him. We got Justin Herbert at two. And you got to keep in mind, Herbert's going against Minnesota, who may or may not have Dalvin Cook. Hopefully they do. If they do it like the like Houston Texans are doing it, Dalvin Cook should be playing. Because uh, I the, the situation is scary, uh, and I do respect the victim. He says he's a victim as well. I do hope it gets sorted out and um, everyone gets proper punishment. Dak Prescott, number three. I like Dak versus Atlanta. Atlanta super soft. Super soft. 
At number four, you got Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson played last night versus Miami. Mm. We're going to see if he can hold up to number four. Last week was a, was a rough week for everybody. This could be a week where Lamar Jackson could very well be in the top five or top four. Josh Allen at five. I like Josh Allen a whole lot. Don't know how much I like him against New, New York Jets just because they're going to be running the ball a whole lot. But they could air it out and flex a little bit. We got Matthew Stafford at number six. I like Staffy. I like Stafford. I always gave him a nickname. I like Matthew Stafford a lot. But time will tell if he can uh if he can have Odell Beckham jail as that being his new shiny toy. So then we got Derek Carr at seven, Jalen Hurts at eight. Patrick Mahomes is all the way at nine. It's Las Vegas, dog. But still, Patrick Mahomes hasn't been the Mahomes that we've seen in the past. And I'm I'm scared to play him. I got him. I got him and Tyreek Hill in, my, in, in our league. And uh, I really have been trying to shop him around, but I'm waiting for the value to go up from a big game. Hasn't happened just yet, but hopefully it's on the way. Then we got Carson Wentz at 10. We got Murray, Kyler Murray at 11. He should play this week. We got Kirk Cousins at 12, who is also going to be facing who? Justin Herbert and that defense. Well, not Justin Herbert, but the Chargers defense is who he's facing this week. Matt Ryan at 13. I want to call him a fanboy, home hometown guy, but Matt Ryan is in a pretty good spot this week versus Dallas, especially if they target Trayvon Diggs, who is who can be a gift and a curse. Aaron Rodgers at 14. I got a problem with that, but we're going to see what Seattle can do. And rounding out the top 15, it's going to be Russell Wilson returning versus Green Bay. So once again, we got Brady Herbert, Dak Prescott, Jackson, Allen, Stafford, Carr, Hurts, Mahomes at 9, Wentz at 10, Murray, Cousins, Ryan, Rodgers, and Wilson. Those are going to be your top 15 quarterbacks in the eyes of Kagan. At running back, we got Najee Harris at number one. I ain't complaining. That is Detroit's defense. They're going to run all up over there. Uh, I don't expect it to be close. Uh, I also expect a good DeAndre Swift game. We'll see where he's ranked. Then we got Jonathan Taylor. We got Dalvin Cook. He should play. Ezekiel at four. CMC returning at five. Austin Eckler at six. Also, speaking of returning, Cam Newton is back in Carolina. I'm excited for that. Hopefully, uh, he can right the ship over the next four to six weeks with uh, the incomplete fracture of uh, Sam Donald there. Then we got Eckler at six, Aaron Jones at seven, Leonard Fournette, the LSU guy who Kagan loves, is at eight, Alvin Kamara is at nine. I'm not sure if Alvin Kamara is going to play. We got some new news today. He hasn't he hasn't practiced in consecutive days. Time will tell with him, but I don't expect Alvin Kamara to play. Then we got Antonio Gibson at 10, straight out of Memphis. And then we got Patterson, Cordell Patterson, that is, at number 11. DeAndre Swift is at 12. I expect a big game just because he's going to get a whole lot of passing work because they're playing from behind. Josh Jacobs at 13. Connor, the lead guy in Arizona. High octane offense. He could be a little bit higher than 14, but I like that spot. And we got Melvin Gordon at 15. So we got Harris, Taylor, Cook, Zeke, CMC, your top five guys. Eckler, Jones, Fournette, Kamara, 
Gibson are going to round out the top 10. Then we got Patterson, Swift, Jacobs, Connor, and Gordon round out the top 15. Those are pretty good. Was, I like that. K might be on. He's going to have some dead ons this week. I can I can sense it in the way that the that the rankings are laid out and the way the matchups are going to go. Here we go with the receivers. My little cup of cup. He number one. Devontae Adams, my dog. High volume, high target, high usage, whatever you want to say, he up there. And he high on this list. So we got Devontae Adams at two, right behind Cup. We got Debo Samuel. He's in the run first offense, but he is the guy. He's the pass option. He's the only option they got when it comes to passing. Kittle hasn't been letting me down a little bit. We'll see where Kittle ends up in the top 10, in the, in the top 10 rankings for tight ends. But I do know Debo should be number one. We got Deontay Johnson. I don't like any of the Steelers receivers, but Deontay Johnson is the guy to own if you're going to own somebody. Mike Evans at five. <laughs> we drive fives in this McLaurin. He's going to be at number six. So we got McLaurin at six, who I like. Scary Terry. And then we got Stephon Diggs at number seven. DK Metcalf out of Oxford, Mississippi. Yes, he's going to be at eight in front of Jay Jettis, Justin Jefferson, and Hollywood Brown at number 10. Remember, the Thursday night games are already played. We know how those went. Hopefully, he can still end up in the top 10, but it's going to hurt a lot of guys if he does. We got Michael Pittman, one of my favorite receivers that is in the second year. One of my favorite second-year receivers, Michael Pittman. Tyreek Hill all the way at number 12. Man, that's that's tough to see, but... It's fair. We got Keenan Allen at 13. How fitting. He's number 13. He's ranked at 13. We'll see if he ends up there. A.J. Brown. I thought A.J. Brown would be a little bit higher. He's going against New Orleans. But he do have Lattimore on the other side of him. So we'll have to see. A.J. Brown at 14. C.D. Lamb at number 15. Then we got Chris Godwin at number 16. Adam, this must be what I'm feeling. At number 17, Russell Gage. Sneaky. Sneaky at number 18. Yo, I'm not mad at him. Russell Gage could definitely have a big game and be a top 20 receiver. Time will tell. Hunter Renfro, the guy that I thought would be the guy after that falls in targets after Darren Waller. But we're going to see Hunter Renfro. He's at number 19. More. Give me some more. Elijah Moore at number 20. Let's see what he can do. And that is going to be Cup at one, Adams, Samuel, Johnson, Evans. That's going to be your top five. McLaurin, Diggs, DK, Metcalf. We got Justin Jefferson, Hollywood Brown. That's your top ten. Pittman Hill, Allen, A.J. Brown, Lamb, Godwin, Thielen, Gage, Renfro, and more. Those are your top 20. We're going to see how those shake out this week. So a tight end. We got ten tight ends. It is simple. You know how it's usually going to go with the top five. It never changes. We got Waller. Ooh, we got Pitts at number two. We got Andrews at number three. We got Kelsey at number four. We got, let me get a bite of that. Kittle. Your bag of Kittles. Is that? I think that's better. Got a bag of Kittles. We got George Kittle at number five. TJ Hawkinson at number six. Dalton Schultz at number seven. Goddard at eight. I don't know why. I'm not a fan of Goddard. I just... I can't get. I, I liked it better when he was a second option. Like when you uh, when you expected Ertz 
to outplay Goddard and Goddard pops up. I like that a lot better than having to depend on him. We got Noah Fant, one of my favorite tight ends. Uh, he's athletic, big. Noah Fant at number nine. And Dawson <clears throat> Knox. I've been pounding the drum for the last three years for this guy. And now he's going to start hitting all these TDs. And then he wants to break his hand. I hate that. But he is back in the top ten. So we're going to see how that shake out. I'm excited to see uh, to see what really what we can really do with these rankings. I think Kagan is going to be on with the tight ends. Receivers are always going to be hard. It's always going to be hard with, with receivers, but he is going to he's going to hit somebody this week. It may be Cup and Adams, but he's going to hit somebody. But those are going to be your week ten rankings. And now we're going to go ahead and shift gears and get into the QB the QB. Ah. Q, QB quarterback results for our, like our both uh, we drafted teams in the early in the year. Go back to the episode and take a look at it, and we're gonna go ahead and take a look at how we were doing. He had a solid week, and I I ain't finna be, I ain't finna front man. Kagan finna close his gap. Maybe he's probably closing the gap this week. I'm not too confident in my guys. Yeah, dog Kagan last week heading into last week. I was 60 and 49. He was 55 and 54. After last week's games, he's 62 and 58. I'm now 65 and 56. <sighs> head to head, I went one and three against him. Against nobody, I went one and one. I broke even. I suck, man. He went two and one versus nobody. And versus ourselves, you know, we broke even on that. Three for three, two for two. So he ended up going seven for four. Seven and four over the weekend. I am going five and seven. I am pissed off at myself. The only thing that saved me from Thursday night, Lamar losing, is two and then start. Thank you, two and I start. I love that little broken finger he got. So we got Big Ben versus Jared Goff this week. That's it. That's gonna be a W for Kagan. That's our head to head. That's a W for Kagan, man. And I hate it. Justin Herbert this week versus Kirk Cousins. That's a W for Kagan again. I told you, I didn't like the way this week looked, man. Russell Wilson. <sighs> he going to drop the ball versus Aaron Rodgers. My guy's going to pull through for me. I got I got, I got, got that kind of belief in him. Zach Wilson ain't even starting this week. So I got to win when it comes to Josh Allen versus the Jets. Tannehill and Brady mm, facing Winston and the Washington football team. Those would have been L's for me. Thank you for getting hurt, you guys. Uh, that'd be Fitz Magic, and I, and James Winston, he him being hurt doesn't help me because all that does is allow Kagan to get a win without getting a loss, and I can't stand that man. So here we go. On by this week, Terod Taylor and Joe Burrow, my guys. This week, Ryan Dak, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence and Wentz, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stafford and Jimmy G. Those are games that he's going to lose for sure. Those are just games we know Kagan's losing for sure. Then we got Baker versus Mac Jones. I'm taking L's for sure in that. Winning, win, breaking even right there. We got Mahomes and Carr, breaking even there. Teddy and Hurts. Donald and Murray. That's where we that's where we're looking at. On his buys, he got Daniel Jones and Justin Fields. Kagan is man. He's on it. This it's crazy how this how the QB teams have worked out. I got off to a high start. I took 
all the big names and and great guys and uh, a couple guys that sucked this year for me Patrick Mahomes he sucks this year for me Teddy Bridgewater has been pretty bad for me this year Fitz being hurt is a good thing for me uh Winston being hurt is a bad thing for him because Winston they're, they're a good team so I, I feel like with the QB after this week my 65 and 56 50 my 65 wins and his 62 wins are going to get a lot closer and that's just me just head to head I'm probably taking I'm taking the Allen matchup I'm taking the Rodgers mass matchup that's it that's 66 that's 67 wins for me and I'm breaking even with the rest He's going to pick up, man, this is the week, dog, that Kagan takes the lead in the QB rankings. I hate it. But we'll, we're going to we're gonna keep an eye on it, and we're going to check back in, and uh, he's probably going to be gloating. I can expect him to gloat. So, OBJ, to LA, you really going to do that? You really pass up Green Bay? We'll walk, we'll open arms. We welcome you there, and you decide to go. To the Rams. It hurts, but the Rams are all in. They pushed all the chips to the middle of the table. They are going all in. They have to worry about the Arizona Cardinals. They got to worry about the Green Bay Packers. They got to worry about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They used to have to worry about the Seattle Seahawks, but I don't know what they got going on. That's just out of the NFC. Then they got to worry about the Buffalo Bills, the Ravens, the Titans. The LA has done more in the last four weeks to get ready for this playoff run, the Super Bowl run, than any other team. I'm not sure what, what it's going to look like. They run a whole lot through wide receiver sets. I don't know how much blocking OBJ is going to want to do. I don't know how much um, taking the top off the coverage OBJ is going to want to do. But it's going to rehabilitate his character. He's going to have some good reviews coming out of McVay. They're probably going to try to re-sign. Dog, you really passed up Aaron Rodgers to play with Matthew Staff. I, it's going to be a good look for them. They're 7-2. The only team better than them right now, Arizona Cardinals in the NFC. Man, Higby. You got Henderson, Daryl Henderson, Higby. Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. We man, I used to be proud of Van Jefferson. He, a former Ole Miss receiver, who I I love. Um, had a chance to see him play while he was in college. Uh, his dad, wide receiver coach, Van Jefferson's route running is immaculate. Man, I love watching him play. He understands the ins and outs and the nuances of the of the, of the position. I can't believe they're going to allow his his progression to take a back seat just to go win it all but you gotta do what you gotta do but I really wanted him to go to New Orleans I really believe that what sold OBJ is a lot of James Winston's out so New Orleans he's gonna be playing with a backup quarterback of the quarterbacks available this may be the best one that really had a chance to get him Um, I know he entertained the Patriots but that's a young QB I really don't want a young QP being paired with OBJ. I feel like Stafford is a good enough quarterback to demand respect from him. That locker room has enough leaders to tell OBJ, hey, yo, 
what you did over there ain't gonna fly here which i do i i feel like he needs that he doesn't need to be the biggest guy in the locker room as far as image and persona he's gonna have that but when it comes to guys in the locker room yo von miller ain't finna have that he know what it takes to win aaron donald ain't finna have that he could probably beat up obj <laughs> uh and you got to think this team is super bowl of bus that show this super bowl of bus yo 65 percent of the time they pass he gonna see single coverage they're not gonna let cooper cup run all over him. they're not gonna let robert woods run all over him. they're going man this is gonna be in a i'm i want i want shares of obj I don't care if it's three catches for 60 yards, three catches for 70 yards. This is a lot better than what he was doing in Cleveland. But I love OBJ um, as a receiver, as a as a number two receiver. I don't like him being the guy. I feel like this is going to be a great spot for him. And, um, and only time will tell what he does with his opportunities. I want to thank you all for tuning in. Uh, once again, Kagan is on vacation. Appreciate y'all listening to me, my voice the whole time. Hopefully I was entertained enough to keep you guys engaged. And once again, this has been Real Talk Sports. Peace.